Hello, and welcome to the ZMM podcast. My name is Hokyu, and I'm pleased to share with you today a conversation about Mountains and Rivers, the new annual journal from Zen Mountain Monastery and the Mountains and Rivers Order of Zen Buddhism. In discontinuing our quarterly print journal in early 2019, we knew that we still wanted to offer something in print that would document some of the teachings and conversations that were taking place in our midst. And after nearly a year of working through a bounty of material, the first issue has just become available. Just ahead of the release date, journal editor Suzanne Taiku Gilman and the journal's designer, Kristin Kemu Adolfson, sat down for a conversation about this transition with Valerie Meiju Lynette, a former editor of Mountain Record Quarterly. So good morning, Taikyo and Kemu. Hey, Meiji. Hello, Meiji. Hi, and uh, it's nice that we're getting a chance to be here to talk a little bit about the new journal that you've been working on. And uh, I'm sitting here in Mount Tremper with Taikyo, and Kemu is um, is joining us by Zoom from Charlottesville. So. I just want to give you the feedback because I just got my first sneak peek at the new Mountains and Rivers annual journal that um, I loved the color and the um, the in-houseness of it. I, we can talk more later about where the who took the the pictures and um, but it was really clear that all the content was from the sangha and the teachers and. Um, it seemed to me that the images were either of the of the mountain and the monastery or taken by sangha members so that seemed particularly special to me yeah this is a new departure for uh, journal production here in the mountains and rivers order we have four amazing teachers and a very you know um accomplished sangha and to really bring these talents in and produce a journal a book-length journal was something we decided to do um about a year ago maybe a little longer yeah and one of the i appreciate you that that was the feeling you got because it was really important for us as we were talking even in the beginning stages of talking about what is this journal going to feel and look like it it really was like we wanted it to be it's it's like a representation of the sangha and the practice that's happening at the mountain, and so it was really important to make sure it reflected that, both in the images and the content. Yeah, so it has this nice feeling of of both being very um, personal and specific to this place and this community, but it's also um, so beautifully presented, and uh, it's got a warm feeling um, and a uh, just a beautiful package. It was part of really getting a sense of, you know, what, what are the goals? How do we want to shift from mountain record to this journal? How is it going to be different? And what, what I was really holding as I was working on this is, you know, the balance and, and these were conversations that, um, that Shoan and Taikyo and I had is like, we wanted it to be energized, you know, have that energy and also have spaciousness, um, it was really important for me that when people are entering into these teachings or the art practice that are on the pages, that they have the 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 spaciousness to like absorb what what they're reading or what they're seeing without getting too distracted. Um, so I really it was really important for me to keep it both vivid and also kind of 
quiet. <laughs> I don't know. So there's kind of like both of those happening. Um, uh, I don't, I guess that's, that's part of what was, what I was kind of approaching the design design from. Yeah. And that really comes through. I was, I was the editor of the mountain record back in the day. And I also had a brief stint as the layout person. And um, so one of the things that was really striking to me was the space. It's like how much space you gave to the um, artwork and the images and the photographs, you know, and and it's in color, yeah. which is a <laughs> big departure for the Mountain Record Quarterly, which had been um, developed well first as a mimeograph journal back in the '80s when it started, um, to being a print journal with a color cover but black and white content. So the emphasis was on kind of um, striking images, and we really. Um, wanted color to come in to the journal. We have so many fabulous uh, artists in the Sangha who are doing work in color. We want to be able to feature them. So I I feel like the design is really doing it, doing it justice and letting that that creativity and that, that beauty come through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we can rewind a little bit and just... Um, I can ask you to talk about the history. We've been m- referring to the history and the evolution of, mm. you know, how the journal first started as a mimeograph. And then f- um, it's been 37 years with a print journal of a quarterly journal called the Mountain Record, which um, students would receive and people could purchase. And so this is a big change in annual uh, color print journal. So could you talk a little bit about how that happened and um, that just that, that prompt? Yeah. The, um, the original Mountain Record Journal served multiple purposes. It was the catalog of retreats. It was a, a chance to take Dharma discourse from the abbot and put it in print, send it out to more people. It um, advertised a residency. It... Um, describe the different programs that we're developing at the monastery. And so it served this dual purpose of like catalog, outreach, Dharma teachings, and um, advertising for local local supporters of the monastery. And over time, with the birth of the internet particularly, many of those features began to be more readily available to people, um, either online or through... Um, a program catalog that would be mailed. And then with the, uh, the, the, the development of the monastery store, there was an, uh, the opportunity to purchase things like Dharma talks and videos um, to get the teachings in different forms. So the, the revolution in technology and the accessibility of it and the familiarity that people were developing and using technology to access teachings and to access retreat calendars began to shift the purpose of the mountain record. So it developed more into a magazine format with excerpts from lots of different spiritual teachers that were supporting practice and eventually more um, stories by Sangha members, as well as teachings by, you know, new teachers that were coming up through the Mounts and Rivers Order. So it was kind of losing its original purpose and reshaping itself over time until uh, the time came when it became more clear that people were accessing podcasts online, they were accessing retreat information online, they were even finding a lot of Dharma online that um, a print journal um, 
particularly a quarterly journal that was focused in black and white, wasn't really fulfilling a purpose anymore. And that was becoming more clear. And when I came on as editor, it was, um, that was several years ago now, probably about five, four or five years ago. We were really facing a challenge. Either we were going to really push subscriptions, create an online quarterly journal, and um, stick to our basic format, or we were going to shift. And maybe we were going to radically shift. We even put on the table the idea of completely eliminating Mountain Record. Just like it would just go away. It would just be an archive item. But what was clear was that the Sangha still wanted news about the Sangha. People who were far away still wanted to know what was happening, uh, practicing uh, Buddhists in our National Buddhist Prison Sangha still wanted to know what was happening at the monastery as a way to support their practice. So we really wanted to think about how we were getting uh, news out. And um, so the idea of using the internet more developed. We can talk about that in a second. At the same time, although our podcasts now are free and freely available, um, they are uh, talks that are given at the monastery or the temple, but they are different than what the kind of Dharma teaching you might find in a magazine or a book because they tend to be longer, they're not necessarily edited down to the, um, the core of the teachings. And um, I took a leap to think that there, there, there were still readers who wanted a print journal of Dharma in their hands to carry with them to reflect on, to share with others, and to study, and that we had four very um, um, strong and exciting teachers who were providing this dharma, and I wanted to put it out there. And that, along with the um, the creative work that happens um, through the sangha, through the teachings, particularly through Hoshin Sensei's teachings on art practice, um, it seemed like a great opportunity to really present art practice and present the artwork, the photography, the paintings, the uh, sculpture, um, as part of Dharma practice through the journal as well, and just create something that hopefully is um, very appealing to pick up and hold and read and Well, I got to see it, uh, the PDF, but I am looking forward to holding it too. Um... And maybe we can come back in a bit to the podcast, uh, to the uh, online mountain record and, and um, what you're doing, you know, on the internet. I am interested in how you chose the content for the, for the print journal. Um, you know, the mountain record used to be organized around themes. And then there was this kind of gathering, both from the the teachers in the MRO, but also from the you know not even necessarily religious um, sources. And so, I'm curious: um, was it the teachers who volunteered these particular talks? And um, and also that emphasis on art practice was was apparent in the uh, other other uh, written material that that were not Dharma talks. So how did that happen? The, uh, the way we started out was to look and see what, had, how, what was a year worth of practice and training here in the Mountains and Rivers Order and at the monastery and the temple. And 
um, we go through different cycles in the calendar year of intensive practice and lighter practice. And intensive practice usually involves some Dharma study. And the talks that the teachers give often reflect what we're focusing on for that year. So the, uh, the content for the 2020 edition, which is the first edition of Mountains and Rivers, uh, Zen, Dharma, and Practice, is um, focused around much of the work that was done last year in um, bringing the Beyond Fear of Differences practice out to the Sangha. And it was also focused on the artwork of facing um, what's arising within practice, the art practice that Hojin Sensei was leading. And related to that, there were talks by the other teachers looking at different aspects of Dharma study and Dharma practice. So it, while there isn't a fixed theme for the issue, um, our intent was to see what, what seemed to be a compatible mix of teachings that would represent the diversity of the Sangha, as well as the kind of unity of the practice and training around uh, Zen Buddhism. And this is a question for both of you. So do you have a sense of what's, what's, the evolution of both the the content meaning will 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 what you just described be what you imagine guiding you in terms of the 2021 um annual journal and also in terms of the um the design piece how you see that unfolding i think an interesting challenge could be how to how to represent what's happening, you know, in practice at the monastery um, in, in a live way through a printed journal, you know? And I think that's probably always been a challenge with the, I mean, that's probably been always been a goal with the mountain record as well. Um, and any kind of, you know, interpretation of a, of a Dharma talk or teaching, but um, having more of a visual journal now, having, being able to use, um, you know, color and I don't, you know, are there ways that we could integrate even now this might be defeating the purpose and I'm not trying to um, prescribe any kind of editorial content, but like have a, you know, a QR code that's like printed there. And then you can like go to hear something on the, on the, the website, you know, that it's kind of like, could there be interesting interactions and ways to keep things alive? And um it could bring you to an MP3 of, for example, someone's uh, music practice or something like that. Oh, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Multi, like a multimedia. I just wanted to pick up on something that I thought was exciting and realized that was some of my experience of looking at the the journal was that, that sense of ha- expressing uh, and sort of lifting the veil uh, in the journal on process. And, you know, even um, so some of that happened through the choice of, of content like you know, the Beyond Fear of Differences uh, forum that we had, rather than it being a kind of news piece, you know, a description of partially because of the space that you gave it, the number of pages, um, and, and actually it was just kind of a documentation, you know, it was the, it was the transcript of that experience and so it does bring it it does bring it alive and um with the i hope Im- so that's the hope that's the hope and the images too like um the, the images of the um bowls in 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 the uh piece that was written by hojin sensei mm-hmm. to see 
you know, pages of, of visual process is exciting. So we were talking a little bit before about the online mountain record and uh, what can happen on the internet and what's happening with this annual print journal now. So do you want to talk a little bit more about the differences and the functions and how that works? We've made a change. It's no longer um, freely available to MRO students or practicing members anymore, which is a shift. It was, for many years, part of um, the student dues. Um, and that was, in a sense, because it was fulfilling, there was the feeling it was fulfilling the function of keeping people updated as to what you know what is happening in the Sangha. Because we're doing all of that online now, and it's freely available, we recognize that that's actually fulfilling that function of providing the news and updates and connection. Um, the retreats page on the um, online registration, all of that is sort of fulfilling what Mountain Record had originally been been uh, doing for, for training students to um, facilitate practice. So what what is left as the book form, we're hoping has a wide audience um, all four of these authors are um, published in other Dharma journals, and we uh, feel that the collection of them representing the teachings of the Mountains and Rivers Order is, is good, and we want to continue offering that as an annual journal. And the mountainrecord.org uh, website is something that was established a few years ago when we started providing digital editions of the quarterly and we've kept the name mountainrecord.org for the online journal of the Mountains and Rivers Order of Zen Buddhism. And what it is, is um, news updates. It's quite beautiful. And we're posting stories um, fairly frequently and kind of wide-ranging about practice events that are happening, like Ango, um, activities that are happening around Dharma action, like um, the Diamond Net Sangha, um, working with differently abled and access issues um, in practice, and the Earth Initiative, um, working with our relationship with Mother Earth and protecting our Earth, and um, art practice. I'm just looking at the featured stories on the current page. We're doing book reviews, so um, book reviews by Sangha members, um, sometimes books by Sangha members, art practice, um, documenting different actions. It's got some interface with the podcasts that we um, present, construction projects, the Jizo project, which is a renovation building. So it goes all through the activities of the Sangha. So that's all available on mountainrecord.org. And well, you had mentioned the prison sangha before, and I know that as as a correspondent, that the mountain records really are like a lifeline for some of them. So, will this journal be available, or will people, you know, be able to make donations or somehow get this um, to the prison sangha? Yes, we have set aside a large quantity of uh, print journals that we plan to send to um, those correspondents that are actively engaged with NBPS. And those are people who write letters to practice advisors and they have a a correspondence 
back and forth about training and practice and life in general. So we, um, we've been sharing mountain record quarterly with these inmates and we're going to continue sharing the mountain record, the mountains and rivers journal and, um, donations of course are welcome. We are hoping that the proceeds from selling the journal are going to support the donations of the journal as well. Great. So you can support the donations to the prison actually by buying a journal too. It's a good deal all around. I had one, just one um, thought, you know, thinking about like why, why to, why are are we still doing a print journal when there's you know all the online, um, like mountainrecord.org and everything, and um, you know a lot of people talk about everything is going online, and I I think it's really important. I, I mean I'm. I am a, a bookmaker. I'm a very tactile person, so I might be biased, but I think to have something that you can hold in your hand and the size of this journal has changed slightly. So it is something you can kind of put in your purse or your satchel um, and take with you and to have something, a journal that you can spend time with um, and not get distracted. You know, I think when you're reading something online on your computer or your phone or whatever it is, you know, there can be you can be distracted by all the other things that are on your computer, whether it's notifications or email or what have you. So I think it's important to be able to have um, a print journal that you can take and remove from that, those distractions and really spend time with. Um, so you can really absorb the teachings and, um, and what's being offered there. And so I was really glad to hear that, um, that the monastery wanted to keep, keep on doing a print journal, even if it's, you know, the once a year, I think is really, will really give it value and that content that really is like been put together from that year. So I just think, yeah, I think that's kind of part of what, what, why it's important to keep doing that, having the print journal. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I, I agree. I'm, um, I will read things very quickly online. Like I'll read some blog posts, but when it comes to reading Dharma, I, um, I hate to say it, but I would print it out on paper. And part of that is because I'm a note taker and I like to go back over things that I'm studying or reading and to absorb them kind of at a, at a non-digital pace. And I feel like I was brought up with books and I feel very comfortable holding a book in my hand. That together with the kind of visual appeal of a, of a journal format, I feel like is something that um, other people will probably appreciate too that there's um, there's real richness to the Dharma teachings that are being offered. That's why we kind of pulled these talks out of things that were happening throughout the year because there was a real resonance to them. You know, there was something very very strong happening in the communication between the teacher and the students, um, between the teacher and the sangha in a mondo discussion, and that we really felt that. Um, that these are um, valuable enough to put in print, to package up, to make beautiful, and that that's the value. And printing costs are quite high, but in terms of Dharma teachings, the book format still seems to be um, a good one. And so we're taking a leap to see how this lands with us and um, hopefully be able to do it for many years going forward.
Thanks for listening. To see sample pages from Mountains and Rivers or to purchase your own copy, visit mountainrecord.org. You can also purchase a copy in person at the Monastery Store or through monasterystore.org.